Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today, I have a very beautiful soul with me. Her name is Eos Koch, and uh, she is a soul alignment coach and business strategist for entrepreneurs. And together with her husband, they run a design studio where they offer web design development, branding, and photography. Their work is in full alignment with her soul and nurtures her core values and authenticity, soulful connection, trust, and holistic beauty. Together, they are on a journey of creating a life full of meaning, financial freedom, and soulful connection together with their daughters, who are 9 and 15 years old. And uh, she's originally from Switzerland and now living in uh, in Spain, in Menorca. And I'm so happy to have you here with us, Eos. Happy to be here, Olga. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy because... Um, I feel that you can provide us with so much experience because um, you mentioned to me before that you've been basically an entrepreneur since you were 20 years, 21 years old, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes. And I find That's this my first entrepreneur adventure started. Yeah, and I find this so fascinating because it's, I feel like this is like so early on. People uh, at this age barely... Uh, let's say graduated from high school or started like studying and you were already like on this path that um, you know m maybe m many people are afraid of of going and so I'm curious you know what made you start out this young and like what was going on in your life um, and uh, how did you get started? Yeah I, I somehow got pushed into it because I became a mom really young. I was 19 when my first daughter was born. So when she was two was when I started my business. Wow. And it, it was really, I didn't want to go back to work mm -hmm. or back. It wasn't even back for me, <laughs> like you mentioned before, because I was, it, it was so early. I hadn't like finished studies. I had the choice to go and become a jewelry goldsmith or to start my own business because I was I finished art school and there I learned some design skills and art in general and I was like I just want to stay home with my daughter mm -hmm. and I want to work as much as I can from home and from there I started my first website experiences so I could just adjust to the schedule of my daughter Wow. And so being, uh, let's say, a mom of a two, almost two-year-old myself, like, and imagining this at 21, I'm mesmerized. Like, you know, I think most people would say, no, I'm going to go for the safe corporate job and not take the route of, let's say, the more risky uh, path of, you know, n not only having to, pro like, being there as a mother, but also, you know, providing in a financial way and coping with all the let's say uncertainties that a, a new business brings so what do you think really gave you the courage to take that step mm, yes that is really close to my why mm. and it really was because I wanted to be the best possible version as an example for my daughter mm -hmm. I wanted to have or I still have this like this, I have it now for both of them, but like this feeling of that I want to show them what's possible. Mm -hmm. So taking the courage to do things that are like way out my comfort zone, 
but always staying true to myself and going back to the corporate world or starting in the corporate world was just not the example I wanted to be for my daughters. So it was quite of what what pushed me to go there and what still pushes me to mm-hmm. to take the next step in my business and to go ahead and to try out new things and to realign especially because it, it's sometimes so fast you create a job for yourself. Yeah. If you are like an entrepreneur and you don't create, you 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 lose what you love doing about your entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and you have just created another job. And instead of working for someone else, you work for your business. Yeah, and that needs a lot of courage to always come back to that. And my daughters really are the reason why mm-hmm. I want to do that because I want them to see the example. Because I think learning goes so much more about example mm-hmm. and taking the example from someone than it is like you have to do this or that. Yeah, I love that. But And how did your family and friends um, react to that back then? Like, were they very supportive or were there also many um, critical opinions? What was that like for you? Mm-hmm. I I actually was really alone on the path. Oh wow! Especially in the beginning, um, I was a single mom then, mm-hmm. and my family wasn't behind me. Still isn't behind me. It was a part why I I it was easier to move to another country or to mm-hmm. another place because there wasn't like a support system that was already there, mm-hmm. and. What really helped me was finding the support system with other like-minded people, mm-hmm. which was our entrepreneurs. Like there were less podcasts than there are now, but yeah. like groups on Facebook, groups, online group programs, masterminds, people that have like the same kind of drive inside of you. Mm-hmm. And connecting with them and seeing what's possible. I think if you find people that are ahead of of yourself and do what you want to do, it really can be your fuel and inspiring. And really trying to seek out these examples that are further further away on yeah. on my path and mm-hmm. still doing that. And do you think this is also, um, or is the is this, let's say, the the way that you deal with critics or um, let's say naysayers or yeah, those people in general, like try like not trying to you know let's say avoid them, but proactively look for another group. Hmm. Or do you have how how what is your way to deal with those people? I think a part of it is just like about reframing it, mm-hmm. like taking on another perspective. The more visible you get, the more critic you get. Yeah. So it's just something that, yay, I'm again more visible. I have my first hater. Trying <laughs> 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 it to, to see as that. Yeah, I love and that. In the beginning, it's it's maybe more difficult. It was more difficult for me in the beginning. And, but I really think it's really just a celebration of being beco- becoming more and having a bigger container for mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. Like making your energy feel louder and the louder you make it the more people um get agitated through that and maybe they try to attack you or take you down but i choose to have a mindset of that there is enough for everyone Mm -hmm. and we rise each other up so if i go up i go up with all the other ones that also want to go up and if someone else wants to go up together they are in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And all the ones that try to tear down, I just block them out somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And usually I think, you know, people are, we always criticize what we somehow, you know, it's just like an, uh, a reflection of ourselves. We criticize what we, we are not having or what we want ourselves. Don't you think? So people who are like, maybe critiquing you and this is also for the listeners if somebody is critiquing you this is not necessarily or most likely not about you it's about themselves 
something that they are not happy with themselves. Yes, yes, totally. And if it triggers something in you, you have that part too. Exactly. So it's like an opportunity to heal that. And so how did you go then about the business? You know, how long did it take you to uh, make it really something that you could provide for your little family of two, four? In the beginning, it, it was providing for me and my daughter. But I worked in a way that really felt like a job. Mm-hmm. I had like hairdressers and um, other other like really boring people. <laughs> <laughs> what really was the, the key, what changed for me was when I really decided on an ideal client mm-hmm. and deciding on an ideal client that is soulful, which are mostly coaches. Um, change makers, mm-hmm. healers, um, yoga teachers. And once I made that clear shift to knowing this is my ideal client and everyone else, I want, I don't want to work with them and mm-hmm. say no to them. That was really that point where it became on one part aligned on and on the other part more profitable. Mm. And so... I think like creating, uh, let's say, profit and going for the sale. I think this is a topic that dreads so many people because it always, I don't know, feels like a little bit icky. And so how has been your experience with that, especially like in, in the beginning? I mean, like, what did you like literally do to get it off the ground? Like, did you just go to different like you said, maybe a hairdresser or different, you know, stores and asked, or like, how did that develop? Mm-hmm. I think a big part about it is really about consistency, mm-hmm. visibility, and really consistency showing what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And also your own commitment somehow creates a ripple effect. I work a lot with energy. Mm-hmm. And... I think we can energetically open ourselves to invite these opportunities to us. Mm. So getting the energy moving means like really going just to places and offer them and say, I do web design, did you know? Mm -hmm. And just inviting also, like making instead of of going for the sale, Mm -hmm. I make invitations. Mm. I love that. Like really, this is who I am, this is where I am, and this is my invitation, how I could create change for you, how I could serve you. Mm -hmm. And then it's on the other person to step into that. And what would you say were some, maybe some learnings, especially that you maybe have made at the beginning, but that have... um, you know, carried through your whole experience so far because now you're then in, in business for like 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there? Sorry. Yeah, more or less. So what were some of the biggest learnings from the beginning that have helped you like in your other endeavors throughout time? Hmm. Um, one of the biggest things is that not everything will work out. Mm-hmm. and to just move through it even if things are not working out because your consistency will pay off all the time and what I see I, I work online mm-hmm. I just work only nearly only online just for photography it's offline work mm-hmm. in the online work especially like with social media which is also valid for not online worker, yeah. <laughs> social media too. But in the online work, it's so hard sometimes because you don't get feedback. Mm. You're there, you give out your like social media posts and you have three likes and you're like, oh no. And you really fast, you connect that with your world or with your skill mm. or with yourself and take it really personally. Mm-hmm. Instead, like the reaction that you get has nothing to do with the work that you can do or with your work. And creating that feedback 
or even the, the fear of negative feedback is another thing. Yeah. I'm really afraid to share something really from the heart and then there is no feedback or negative feedback. Yeah. It's like, eh, and now? And that makes you feel kind of worthless yeah. and it really um, is hurtful and it can make you quit. Mm-hmm. So committing to not quitting and doing it for yourself instead of for proving your world or something like that. And creating that feedback in other ways, like having an accountability partner where you really know that you can share your things and you get feedback or creating, like building feedback in your offers. Mm -hmm. Like when you have an offer, you already know that you will ask for feedback in in the structure of your offer in the coaching you can do that perfectly and if you go through the session and and you ask what made a difference for you today and you can get a part of that feedback you can reach out to customers you can and um, create trial offers mm-hmm. you create beta offers which is another way to really help you get going in the beginning when the energy is not moving just creating that experience and the feedback for yourself which then fuels you to take the next step i love that because this has also happened to me that sometimes you put you know things out there and like you said there's only like let's say a few likes and then you're like um doubting whether you know that was valuable or you know whether you should change it And um, and then sometimes all of a sudden people come to you and just, in my case, send me a message, you know, oh, you know, I love reading all your blog posts and they make such a big difference to me. And then you're like, wow, you know, you don't see that. You, you don't see that in the likes. You don't see that just because somebody didn't leave a comment. It doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't affect people, that it doesn't deliver them value. So I love the fact that you mentioned that. And um, like yes, it's, it's creating it's creating kind of an energetic endurance in mm-hmm. in yourself, and trusting that what you give out gives resonance. Yeah, I really like an example for this. Mm-hmm. I sent out a proposal around Christmas, mm-hmm. and I never heard from from the person. We had a discovery call. I sent out a proposal, and last week she came and she was like, "I want to accept the proposal." Like, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you never know what happens in the life of someone else. And yeah. she she said to me, I talked all these six months about you. And I even didn't remember her that yeah. I had a proposal. So really giving the energy out and not stopping because you don't get like an answer for a proposal or something like that not going out of your flow yeah and especially those this immediate feedback i think that we always want you know we always want the quick fix we always want the immediate um what you call it like recognition and and benefits and whatnot and everyone listening really like you never know you know who will who will see you who will hear your message who you will resonate with maybe you know you change people's lives and you will never know about it but the work that you're putting out there, it will be heard. And so I find it so important that you mentioned that. And so how has your development been then ever since? So you started at the, as a web designer and how did that develop until today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my essence is, is still really similar in some way. Mm-hmm. What, what was in the beginning is that it really was that I did what I talked I should do mm-hmm. and now I do what I want. <laughs> so that was like the, the, the shift. And along the way, I allowed myself more and more to bring in all my my skills and tools. It has become, like working with me has become more of a journey. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I was more afraid to hide away my spiritual part, my soulful part and the deep diving of getting to know ourselves to create the brand. And now it has just become normal to take all these aspects into my work. Have you ever like felt that you have this, let's say, talent or inclination towards this energetic world? 
uh, or work? Or has yes. it been <laughs> I mean, has it always been obvious yes. to you? Because I think sometimes um, I've, I've read of cases where, you know, since you have the ability, you would never think that others can't do it or can't feel the same way that you do. And you only realize later maybe that, oh, you know, I'm like one out of many who, who has like this kind of uh, sensitivity. So that's why I'm curious. Like, did you really know from the very beginning that um, this is something that, you know, you're really good at? Yeah, I think it was in the beginning something I really hid away. Mm -hmm. And it came true through doing the work. So mm -hmm. I really think when you start doing the work, mm -hmm. things become more magical than if you just make up things in your mind. So really stepping into the arena mm -hmm. and start doing the things. So for me, it was really clear when I got the feedback from my clients mm -hmm. then that they they still and but they were like woo I haven't known myself mm -hmm. as much as you show me like right now with your mood board mirror here wow. or with the logo design and they feel really touched a lot of times I have people even crying about the logo design or something wow. like that because they feel so touched and seen about that mm -hmm. so I still I still try to balance it because I think it's it's just a part of my work. Mm -hmm. But at the other way, I also think I use kind of web design and branding and photography as a healing as a healing tool. Mm -hmm. And as as it really can help us to become more of ourselves. Yeah. If we brand in an authentic way, it allows us to be more of the person we want to be and it allows us to shape that vision of ourselves of how our, our life should look like and feel like definitely and what are some things maybe that you can share with our audience like what are some things that they can do to you know um let's say up level their their energy or um, how do you say like open open up their energetic field more so maybe something that you know have has helped you through um throughout the last years mm -hmm. is there something that you can recommend yes well i can i can just share what i do <laughs> <laughs> i think <laughs> i i think that, um, everyone has to find what works for them yeah. i think there is another one but for me it's really time in nature mm -hmm. and journaling like writing in my journal, mm -hmm. meditation, and I also practice Kundalini. Mm -hmm. And these are like my my toolbox. And then I have some other tools that I just pull in when I need them. Like Honopono, which is a forgiveness technique, mm -hmm. or EFT, which is mm -hmm. tapping, which you use like emotional freedom tapping mm -hmm. called. And I just use them as I need them. But I don't would say that one of these tools was the thing that yeah. changed everything for me. So maybe the thing that changed was making space for myself. Mm. I love that. Like really making that space for myself and for my own development. And I can always see the reflection if I make that space that space reflects into my business mm. i think this is this is so huge and i think a real challenge and difficulty for women in general because we always you know focus on everybody else we always focus on getting everything else done and then we put ourselves always like last on the list And so really, like you say, creating space for yourself, prioritizing yourself. I think this is so important for all mm -hmm. women out there because I always say like, you know, you can't be, let's say, the best version of a mom that you can be or of a partner or even employee, business owner, whatever, if you don't take care of yourself first. And how would you say has that, that particular point of creating space for yourself really impacted you, you know 
your business and also maybe uh, your life. Mm -hmm. I think it, it makes my life full. Mm -hmm. As I really prioritize things that really nourish me and making making space for my core values and the way I want to feel. I think that the question, how do I want to feel today, is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Because you can create it for your life, you can create it, or you can take it for your life, you can take it for going outside with your children, you can take it for your business, you can take it for the next lounge you're doing for a product, you can take it for that client session, that you have and then creating that feeling mm. instead of running behind goals yeah. finding ways how to create a certain feeling and to create that feeling you need that space that I mentioned and how do you want to feel in for example when it comes to your business mm, beautiful question <laughs> I am grounded grounded inspiring And I, I, I struggle a lot with my with one of the core values, which is holistic beauty. Mm -hmm. Because What I'm not, mm, yes, and because I'm not about holist, I'm not about beauty and like putting on make makeup or something like this. But for me, it's really more like a feeling of creating beauty and surrounding ourselves with beauty. But, which but I think that this. Um... I, I love that you're mentioning this because beauty, like in my opinion, right? It's just me, but beauty has nothing to do with whether you wear makeup or not. It's just like, you know, you're beautiful. Like I can see you now and you're totally beautiful. And so I think people just showing up as themselves, whether they have makeup on or not, but being themselves, I think this is like the most beautiful thing. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what that was my struggle. Mm -hmm. Like redefining that world mm -hmm. and that feeling for myself. And once it, it clicked, it was like everything was falling in place. Because I love beautiful decor, I love mm -hmm. beautiful clothes, I love beauty and it was part of why I'm in branding and logo design and design and, and even photography. Mm -hmm. And what helped you create that click oh yeah mm -hmm. was that a moment like an epiphany moment or um something you read i don't know i think it came over time i i have i have a i don't have a memory about the click itself mm -hmm. i think it just came over time that it was the one missing part in in the whole thing as I have three other values that are really strong and that I can really track back until I was really small, until I was a child really, mm -hmm. just out, of, out in the city, mm -hmm. like being yourself and trust, which means really like trusting yourself, making space. And then the soulful connection, which is really building the connection with others, with my family, with myself even. Mm -hmm. And I related them to... Um, the four elements mm -hmm. and there was one missing mm -hmm. and there was like okay what, what's this and it was really everything was pointing into the direction of beauty and I was like no but I'm not about beauty <laughs> <laughs> so this was the click that made it reshape and what was so what was the the story or the belief before the click what do you think was the belief before mm Mm-hmm. What was beauty all about? I think it, it was it was really close to myself, like you mentioned before, mm -hmm. and it was so close and so such a natural part of myself that I that I didn't I couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. So I was I was not making a huge story about beauty like this, but I I remember for myself that even becoming visible and showing up, there were so much insecurities coming up, or even about my weight, 
and about how I look like or about my skin. And I think that's something that all, also many of us in yes. the age of, of social media also go through, which is like all these insecurities that silence our voice and our expression, which is such a sad part. Yeah. And so what is beauty now all about for you? Like really that full expression mm-hmm. of, of yourself without holding back, Beautiful. without fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, were there, so were there any other, let's say, struggles or inner conflicts that you, you feel you had to overcome in order to get to the level where you are today? Like you mentioned, you know, let's say beauty and how you perceived yourself was one thing. Were there other other struggles that you had internally mm-hmm. yes <laughs> lots <laughs> <laughs> and they are still there <laughs> and i'm still working on, on on many of them yeah as every time you go to the next level there is the, the like the same things are coming up for me mm-hmm. and one of the the things were was really um, a deep feeling of not being enough mm. and i think which i carried is- like so long and it, still shows up every time I know how really well how to handle it yeah I think I can overcome it really fast but in the beginning it sometimes held me back for months to months and and just silenced me also and what is something that helped you because I feel like probably everyone listening has has still or has had this feeling of not feeling enough not like not feeling ready enough not feeling smart enough not beautiful enough not whatever enough mm-hmm. what is what is something that has helped you overcome this mm-hmm. i think the the main part was really healing my story mm. i grew up with an autistic mother mm-hmm. and i hadn't had an easy growing up Mm-hmm. And I think the more I I healed myself and I made peace with my story and I accepted that the experiences I went through were really the experience that made me into who I am today. And I'm grateful now for everything mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be the person I am today. It's part of why I'm energetically really sensitive. Mm. It's part of why I'm empathic. It's part of why I I can be really grateful for small things. So, like, really going back on your story yeah. and that these points that are still, like, difficult to handle. And this yeah. again and again, because it, it kind of never stops. Yeah, I think we're all, like, in you know always in evolvement always like in in development like i think until the day we die we will have the opportunity mm-hmm. to f- find things out about ourselves and i truly also believe that you know y- we all somehow we we ha- we are experiencing what we need for the situation right now mm-hmm. like whatever you know somebody is struggling with at this moment it is something you need to resolve this at this point and not think about the future or past like resolve this and then always just go one step further one step further and and I love that you mentioned that because you know whatever everybody is or or has been through in the past like you said you would not be the person that you are today you would not have the same um, abilities or you know like you said certain curriculum Cara- Cara- oh my god <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, traits let's put it like this um and you probably wouldn't you know you wouldn't have made that decision when you had your baby to become this mother and to go this path if it hadn't been for your mother i assume totally totally yes and so what do you think were like Besides the personal development, what were some of the main contributors for you to be able to, you know, start out as a, let's say, single mompreneur to um, getting to the level where you are today with your with your husband, really like creating financial freedom for yourselves? 
I think sh- surely it's taking action, like really the practical steps, putting yourself yourself out there and going outside of your head and doing the work mm-hmm. and trying it out and failing and retrying and refailing yeah. <laughs> and like weeding out what works and what doesn't work and what you love doing and what you don't don't love doing a lot of things um until i i had them envisioned it they looked like really like perfect mm-hmm. and once i did them i was like that's just not for me yeah so it's it's so much about trial and error and how how do you deal with with let's say the failures the setbacks How do you uh, jump up, jump back up again? Mm-hmm. How do I? <laughs> I? I just keep keep going and healing them and looking at how what opportunities these things created for yourself because you always learn something mm-hmm. out of them. It's not it's not always just black and white that it's a failure or not. But in every failure, you have a lot of things that you learn about yourself and about how you work and about how you show up in life. And you can use that to readjust the next time. Is there something that you can share? Like what has been for you the biggest failure that you have made? (laughs) The biggest failure. Or setback, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think I reframed them so good, so it's difficult. <laughs> you, you're really doing a great work. <laughs> I think I, I I I always reframe them. Yeah. Um, but I, looking back, I think is not believing in myself mm-hmm. enough. And would you say that this is something that um, is keeping? most other women you know from going or getting the life that we desire really like this lack of self-belief or from your experience working with your clients also what is something that you can identify that um, mostly holds them back Mm -hmm. yes I I think totally it's not believing in yourself enough that you keep going Mm -hmm. and Like the fear of of being judged, mm-hmm. of being seen a certain way, you don't want to be seen. Yeah. And what is something that you then advise them or, you know, advise them to do or to focus on? Moving through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so easy. Um, I think also here it's it's just a journey. Yeah. And it's not that you have like this one thing that works. Mm. Everyone has or can find the thing that works for them. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it it is as easy as just a decision in your head. Mm. But when you look back, when you're in there, it's never as easy as just a decision in your head because you feel like stuck. You feel like you don't know in which direction to go. You don't know how to move. You you procrastinate. Yeah. Finding your tools to move through the stuckness mm-hmm. and to move the energy again. It's again about moving energy so much, and to just do something that changes or that creates, like do something that creates the experience for you. Like if you're afraid that you are not a good enough designer, just mm-hmm. as an example. Or not a good enough coach, just design things until you 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 practice your skills so much, or just coach people until you practice your skills so much mm-hmm. that you're confident in yourself. So yeah, and I so think keep going. <laughs> I think this is. I mean, it always comes back to you know taking action. Really, there is no way around it. Like you can you can do all the let's say inner work but if you really want to have it let's say 
that it is living in your life, that it is present in your life, you have to make dif take different actions. And if you don't take the action, like it, th there will be no different outcome. Yes, yes, totally. It's it's really about creating that momentum and that embodiment. So, um, for you, what has been like the 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 moment, or how how did you start including coaching into your business? Like, what was the point that made you like not only do the website work, but also start including coaching in your business? Mm -hmm. Actually, it shifted when I shifted my ideal client. Mm -hmm. And once I shifted that, I attracted maybe 50% of my clients who were coaches. Mm -hmm. And my it's not poor coaching what I do. It's really like a mix of mentoring and coaching. Mm -hmm. And I had... A woman that was like a leader in the coaching industry with the coaching school mm -hmm. that came to me for her website mm -hmm. and I created her website and she gifted me the certification which I went to mm -hmm. which made me <laughs> like realize that really the way I already work was already in the field of coaching mm. so kind of just giving a name to what I already did I find this so interesting that uh, you said that because I remember, what was it, like four years ago or so, I did not even know something like coaching existed. Like, mm -hmm. I did not know. And so I was out there looking for my own, like, purpose. And then just by accident, I found somebody who, yeah, mentioned something about coaching. And I was like, what is that? And then when I read it, I'm like, oh, but this is like, you know, me. This is like what I, what I want. And so I find it so curious that, you know, mm -hmm. something similar happened to you. And I feel like this is also something that I want to um, highlight for the audience because sometimes or most of the times, I assume, like there are so many things out there in the world that you can do that you're not aware of. And so I just want to encourage people to, you know, look beyond the sideline where we only know the familiar jobs of a doctor a lawyer and you know all those kind of things and there is not only the option of working in in the corporate world you know there are so many things that are possible and we are not aware of and i just want to encourage people to you know look outside uh the lines of what we know yeah yeah really trying things out trying it out for yourself And so do you, do you think that, you know, starting this, let's say, coaching business or integrating it into <clears throat> your overall business, has it been in any way different than starting a web design business? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I think what's the big difference is with web design, you sell kind of a clear product, mm -hmm. even if it's service-based. And people understand why they come to you because they want a website. Mm -hmm. Instead of the coaching, you have to work really hard for that clear outcome. Mm. It's kind of that one thing that you always have to stick to. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I make with my package an outcome or impact in the lives of my clients? Mm. Because for web design, everybody knows I come to you because I want a website. Mm -hmm. The coaching, they're like, yes, I want a business, but this and that. And, and it's really wishy-washy. Mm -hmm. So there is no clear kind of this is the result. Mm -hmm. You have to hold that result really clear. Mm. And it can change. So it's really about having that clarity on what you create for your clients. Anything else that has been different? I think the, the openness, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like with the web design, you have kind of some key points that are just there. Mm. You know, like you start with a logo and then you have to fill copy and content and all the kind of things that you have to do to create a website. Instead, in a journey of coaching, 
you have all this openness. Yeah. And and for me, like creating some clear structures there mm-hmm. really does help your clients to get true results. Yeah, I, I I totally like second that. And so, you work as an um, soul alignment coach, right? What do you actually think you know brings, let's say, ourselves out of alignment to start off with? Mm-hmm. Not being true to ourselves, mm-hmm. living a life that we don't like, mm. because I really think others want to want us to live that life. Mm-hmm. And um, how how can people then actually, or actually? From your experience, how does it actually affect a person in their life if they are not like aligned in their, let's say, energy and in their in their soul? Mm-hmm. But because if people are listening, you know, like how can they actually, you know, become aware that maybe this is something that is happening to them? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we have this illusion that no, but you know, this is the life that I want. And we are not aware that we are just following the protocol of somebody else. It's a really interesting question. <laughs> I think you feel it because you you still feel that there is potential in you, mm-hmm. and you want to somehow lift that pot- potential, but you don't know how to access it. So that kind of quiet voice that sees that potential for yourself. Is kind of the, the, the little nudge that could help you to go on a journey, on a quest of how do I really want my life to look like. And I think sometimes it's just, you know, taking like literally or creating space, like we said before, creating a little space for yourself to really just take some time to reflect, you know, is what I'm doing really making me happy? Do I feel, do I feel like drained after a, a normal day that of my life, or do I feel like you know, uh, joyful and energized? And do I have a smile on my face? Actually, can I go to bed and find easily whatever five things that I was grateful for? Totally, totally. I, I think, I think also an easy way because then where do you get started? Mm-hmm. An easy way is really like writing down your ideal day, like making the space, like creating the space and writing down and connecting with that ideal day of yourselves. How would an ideal day, even working day, how would that look like? And you go from the morning and you write down in the morning, I wake at that time, I do this for breakfast or I just do this. And and knowing that ideal day, Mm And looking at your own days and looking how close or far these two are. Yeah. That's a very and good if one. you see that you're like really close, but there are just some things to improve, you're like quite in alignment. But if you see that your ideal day would be like totally the difference that what you do right now, there's like some something out of alignment and your soul is longing for living your life differently. Mm. And how is like uh, a normal day in your life? Like you have, uh, now that let's say you've learned so much about yourself, you have learned so many uh, techniques and I I I think it's safe to say that, you know, you know yourself pretty well and you know what feeds your soul and uh, what doesn't. And so how does your day look like? How do you, how can you make sure that, you know, you incorporate those things in your day. Because I feel like probably many people would say, like what I often hear is like, you know, I don't have time. And so just <laughs> suggesting somebody to, you know, to meditate or to whatever, do sports or whatever the thing for them is that gives them energy. It's like, seems like an impossible task to do. <laughs> and so how is, how how does your day look like? And how, 
and what helps you to make sure that you know you actually can uh, stick to it and and get it done. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's it's always moving, mm-hmm. but right now, like my days are that I work from morning. I awake in the morning. I often drink like fresh orange juice with you know, like beautiful orange trees here in Menorca, <laughs> and. And I start with working. Actually, my day starts with working mm-hmm. as I feel checking in my intention for the day. And I really set something, it's like one thing that I'm like, this is what I want to get done today. Mm-hmm. And that's also my focus then. And it creates momentum because you do at least one thing mm-hmm. every day and create movement. And I work until afternoon, sometimes three, four. And from there, we go often together to the beach. Like it's a five minute walk now from where we are. Uh-huh. I'm so that jealous. <laughs> so, yeah, other times I just um, journal. Mm. I, but I'm really clear that there is space in my day. Mm. And because that space creates like opportunities and having having open space for me makes really a big difference but mm. having the commitment to take that space and are there like three practices that you can share with us that have helped you a lot like personally or in your personal development maybe it's even simple things but are mm-hmm. there are there three things that you can share that you know, could help anyone listening to also maybe create their space, improve their energy or whatever it is that has helped you? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think surely it, it's having an intention, mm-hmm. like doing things with intention. Like even if it's for the day, like setting one intention, this is what I want to get done today. And sometimes that could be something really easy and small. Mm-hmm just answering to a client email that you have lying there since two days <laughs> or um, sending out another newsletter or sharing something on, on social media, whatever that, that one thing is for you. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is doing the things with intention. Mm. Like asking yourself, okay, what's the intention of this newsletter? What but do, do I just do it or have I an intention for it? Or what's the intention for our podcast today? Yeah. <laughs> or what's the intention for my journaling today mm-hmm. when I show up with my journal? What's the intention for it? What's the intention for this next business move? What would be the second thing that you can recommend? Mm-hmm. I think a gratitude list, mm-hmm. it's so easy, but it, it comes, it's kind of step one. Mm-hmm. And still all, after all these years, it's kind of going back to step one a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you just focus all your energy on what's going right. Yeah. And what would be the third thing? Hmm. I think express expression, surround expression. I think even you can make social media um, an outlet for expression mm-hmm. and using like social media to just share your voice. It's also a way to detach from the outcome. Mm-hmm. If you use it just, just like you do your three things that you're grateful of every day, you just post for self-expression every day something on social media. Mm-hmm. So like ex- express your basically your voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah because visibility and self-expression is, is something so vital and the more we do it the more we get like used to it mm-hmm. and your voice creates itself through the sharing yeah that is very true 
So one thing I also want to touch upon before we, you know, come to the end, because you are in the business now together with your husband. And so I know from personal experience, this can be like a real challenge for you, like as a couple personally. So what is something that has helped you like to or how can you make sure that the professional challenges or problems or setbacks, you know, don't affect your personal relationship? Because if you're working together and living together, um, this can, I think, become quite a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful that we are like such a good fit for each other. Mm-hmm. So um, what I think what is one key thing is really that we have different aspects in the business. Mm-hmm. I have the creative part and the more like expressive part. Mm-hmm. I have the coaching part, most of client interactions. And he has really the, the development part, technical parts behind the, the, the scenes structures. And this gives a really clear line in between that everyone has its own kind of zone of genius. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I don't need to have all the support from him, even if we are together in business, but I can have like accountability partners, groups where I get feedback Mm. and this kind of things really helps Mm -hmm. if I make, and this happened in the beginning, I want to do like meetings of vision and it just overhands him because he is like more practical than me. I think all men are always like <laughs> on that side. That's beautiful, yes. I, I, I think most men yeah. men are. And it's just different for him. If I share my big vision and I'm like, I want to live at the ocean and these mm. kind of things, for him it was just overwhelming. Mm. And it was just like, how can we do that? It, it will never work out. We don't have enough money and this and that. And... I understood then with the time that I have to hold that vision for myself in my safe space. It's just kind of when you're pregnant, you have the baby like inside of you. (laughs) And once the baby like um, gets born, (laughs) it's there and you already know it as a mother. Mm -hmm. You're like, so you have that baby there and you're like, yes, it's what was nine months already there. And for me, it was like, my man was like, ooh, a new baby. Where did this come from? <laughs> and like, she was already there for nine months. <laughs> Didn't expect and, that happened. <laughs> and that was kind of the energy that I felt happened in, or mirrored into our business too, yeah. in a lot of ways, that I was already there with that vision of, of my ideal day of mm-hmm. living in the sea. And for him, it was more like, oh, we're living at the sea now. <laughs> <laughs> this is very uh, cool. And one one thing that, you know, I also mentioned in the introduction, but you two are really focused also on creating financial freedom for yourselves. And I love this. Um, can you share with us really like, you know, how far along are you with this? And um, or would you say you are at the point where you have, been already um, been able to create have that created for yourself or what is still missing no we are not there yet we, we don't have like the financial and income and outflow mm. on the same level and I think or I feel that we are quite close because mm. we have our own WordPress team that we developed mm. and it is like really launching in the next few days weeks nice (laughs) so and so what creates the financial freedom is really um the automated work yeah like the wordpress team and the soulful website academy which is an online group Mm -hmm. to create your own branding and websites in a group setting and then there are other things and i think that's really important that you don't put all your whole weight yeah. to like only your business but there are other income streams which we want to create which mm. is renting out houses here and creating also like a stock photography 
sides and other projects like this, which hold together. Mm-hmm. And one step that we are now really close of since we booked our house here yeah. is we have a little, a really small mortgage mm-hmm. confronted with what rent we paid before. Yeah. And so moving from Switzerland to Spain mm-hmm. really made the, our outcome, like the, the, the things that go out, our monthly um, expenses, mm-hmm. really like maybe one third or one fourth than it was in Switzerland. Because yeah, it's like I can imagine. Most expensive countries. Yeah. And so the, the choice to, to live here in Spain was once for the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I love the warm weather. I love the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> the other hand, it was also really like um, a move that had us move closer to that invisible goal of financial freedom. Mm. And I was also asking this, and I want people to understand why I was asking this, because I feel, especially for women, you know, creating, becoming financially independent, I think is a goal for many, but, you know, really creating financial freedom for yourself and um, being aware, you know, what are you doing with your money? You know, like you said, what's your intention for it? Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, you know, f- finding something, especially when you have big dreams, you know, you you want to make come true. It is, I think, very important to have like this financial backup or a financial ground where you can take off of. And so, and and ran and very rarely do you hear that people say, you know, I want to be financially free. You know, I want to have this and this financial goal. And so, I love the fact that you are d- that you are you know doing that and you're sharing that. And um, I just want to create a little bit more awareness for the people listening and um, maybe just, you know, asking yourself, you know, where am I with my financials and how would it be like if if I was really, you know, financially free? How would that look like? Because it doesn't always have to be like, you know, that you have to generate a million euros, dollars or whatever your currency is, but just becoming aware of, you know, what would that life include or um, look like Mm -hmm. and so wrapping up a little bit what would be if you could share just one one message that is very near and dear to your heart with our audience what is one message that you would like you know any woman to know out there in the world Mm. (laughs) that she's worthy I think that it really comes so much back to that, that she's worthy of being seen, that she's worthy of doing what she loves, of creating that life for herself. So ladies, just, and I want everybody who just listened, I want everybody to just say it out loud to themselves. I am worthy. Yes, I am worthy. It's such a powerful, write it even down, yeah. put it on mirror <laughs> just don't don't just say it one time say it a couple times because i'm sure that at the first couple times you will feel like this is awkward it feels weird but just say it a couple of times until you really feel until you feel it and then you really feel like you know this is true yeah even finding finding resources in your past where you felt that way and mm-hmm. reconnect back to that i think that's something powerful too yeah very good point. And when you, let's say tomorrow would be your last day and everything that you have experienced and know would be, you know, gone. What would be three things? I call this three nuggets of wisdom. What are three things that you would like your six-year-old self to know about life going forward? Hmm. <laughs> I think it, it, comes in a, it comes back to that she's worthy. Mm-hmm. That she's worthy, that it's safe for her to be herself. Mm. And to just follow the law. Amazing. So, Yos, how can people, you know, find you and work with you? Where do they go? Yes, it's basically just my name, mm-hmm. com. And there is there are different like 
freebies also or gifts on my page. There's a branding quiz you can take, which is based on the four elements mm -hmm. and which is also rooted again in, in how you want to feel. And there is a solar element mantra where you can download a composition for yourself with beautiful music that helps you to remind you of your world and of your enoughness. It was intentionally created for that. Amazing. So, girls, go and check out Jos Koch's website. Um, check out her freebies, you know, get in touch with her if you feel like you are out of alignment or if you need somebody who helps you get, you know, your energy back uh, in, in balance. And um, so thank you so much for being part of, of our podcast. I feel like, you know, and, and most importantly for being, you know, such an open soul and so honest and true. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. And I'm sure that people got a lot of out of this, this, this podcast today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.